Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. I pledge to be an energetic executive that will take on the important issues. Biden's pursued inflationary policies that are hurting working people. We will reverse those policies and we'll build an economy where working Americans can achieve a good standard of living. Everybody's got an opinion about DeSantis announcing his presidential run on Twitter yesterday, but I'll tell you something else. Here's something that's not being talked about enough. He talked the most about issues that I've ever heard in a one-on-one interview. All right, maybe it's not really one-on-one. Everybody was chiming in, but still. He did. He, he stuck to issues. It was good. It was really good. And he also talked about the current president, which I, I found rather enlightening. I was like, wow. And he actually told the truth. He said he's low energy. He doesn't <laughs> do anything. He's running the country into the ground, basically. <laughs> it's like, like, okay. Why is it taking so long for somebody besides Trump to say it? Because Trump has said that Joe's a mess for years. Yeah. But everybody knows it. And our president... Well, he lacks vigor, flounders in the face of our nation's challenges, and he takes his cues from the woke mob. I don't think it has to be this way. American decline is not inevitable. It is a choice. Wow. It's amazing, though. Just to go through. So you know who's threatened the most by this? Trump wasn't happy with this, obviously. He's a, not he's a competitor. All. But right. still, you know who is threatened most by this Twitter thing, the announcement? Mainstream media. Oh, well, yeah, they're on Twitter. So they had to attack it as a failure. And I'm, I'm thinking when, when any website has ever been crashed, whether it's because of a concert show or because an airline's having you know, a super sale right. and it gets crashed, usually it's because the demand was so intense it crashed the site. And you may be upset because you couldn't get your $45 round-trip ticket to Australia. I understand that. <laughs> but – Usually they don't say it's, oh, it was a horrible thing because the, the, the site crashed. It was just the demand was so intense. His He crashes Twitter and they say it's a failure. I'm like, okay. New York Times called it a fiasco. That's their word. Oh, NBC yeah. News called it a meltdown. Oh, okay. Washington Post called it awkward. Okay. Politico, horrendous. Oh, they got to get better, don't they? If they're, if they're just keying in on you know the, the crash because of demand on this thing, they're barking up the wrong tree, I think. That's the wrong narrative. I really think that. I agree with you wholeheartedly because it only makes Ron DeSantis look more popular. You know, why else would uh, you crash the site? More people wanted to listen to what he had to say than anybody else. Elon's response to that was, I call it massive attention. Top yeah. story on Earth today. <laughs> on Earth, yeah. And it was. <laughs> it was. It, uh, it, it, eclipsed, it even eclipsed Tina Turner passing. So it was a big deal. I, I was on. It was funny because I got on and I and I was following it through Elon's Twitter page, right? You know, and I think that and when I it took a couple of times, but I finally got on and and all of a sudden they saw my name pop up and I went, oh, I'm in. And then all these other names are you know they're listed with me and I was and I was looking for you guys. I was like, okay, you know, Bill and you know Dean are going to be. I thought they were going to click on you and go after questions. <laughs> no, 
Let's go to Palm City, Florida. You have a question for? <laughs> I was at dinner. I wasn't. Was, and then you know it start. It was late. It was like you know twenty minutes into it, and dinner arrives at the table. I'm like, I can't be watching this and eating at the same. So I turned it off at that point. So Trump is live truthing at the time. By the way, in the middle of the uh, middle of the DeSantis interview, or the announcement interview on Twitter, uh, Trump announced a campaign video. He released it. Yeah, I saw it too. The yeah. very same time, and then he goes. And he's, the whole time he's listening to this thing and commenting. One of them was, "Wow, the DeSantis, the DeSantis Twitter launch is a disaster. Whole campaign will be a disaster. You just watch." Wow, he's. We've shortened it now. Did you notice it's now desanctus? Is that was that? How yeah, it's not, not desanctimonious anymore. It's just desanctus. Just desanctus. And, and he, sometimes he calls him Rob. Rob, yeah, and that's a slap too. <laughs> okay, Mr. President, if you're listening to our show, which I know you do because you have the awesome 850 WFTL app, no matter where you are in the sky, on the ground, and you know, different parts of the world, uh, stop picking on him. Just uh, you, you got to stop, you know, calling people names. Just, just, and that's that's what's hurting you. That's why the average American housewife doesn't like you. It's because of your stupid names that you give people. Yes, we laugh at them, and some of them are quite funny. I understand that. But stop doing it because you're ticking off half of your audience. Would we have talked about Trump as much in 2016 or 15 no. when he was running if he didn't have those, though? It's great. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. But the problem is it, it, when he, it, he can't pick on DeSantis because you got too many people in this state that like the guy. So you're going to alienate half of your base that you could be winning over. You know, don't pick on this guy. You guys, and I can't tell you how many comments underneath that Twitter feed yesterday were, why don't you guys just work together? Yeah, there's a why lot of Why don't you that. and Trump just get together? Mr. You know, Mr. President, why don't you and DeSantis just get together? Because I think a lot of people are like, oh. I you know, think a lot of see, you got, Because you know what's weird? Two America First guys going at it. And for the right. most part, most people agree with the messages. It's just their egos are getting in the way. It's just what do you call it? Yard, yardstick measuring? Yes. Is that what Diener calls it? Okay. Exactly. So, And that's what it's going to come down to. And I think if you put both of those guys, if if DeSantis, and, and I don't, this is this is my, my puny little brain opinion. If DeSantis and, and Trump could park their egos for a couple of seconds and DeSantis could play the role as vice president, you would have a ticket that would be unbeatable. I think so too. Do I think it'll happen? No. No, I, I don't think they can park the egos. Best comment I've heard of all day yesterday about this thing, the reaction you know, to this and that, and it's still Trump, still vote for Trump. And it, it said it perfectly, no matter how you think about it. America first. I've got the original. Why would I want the tribute band? Wow. It's kind of a good way to look it oh, up, though, isn't it? It is true. I mean, I've heard Trump light. <laughs> you know, <I've> <laughs> oh, that's, that's not a good moniker, especially with the Bud Light situation. And then the other people Trump are Light saying it's like wow. all, all the Trump policies without Trump, if you don't like his personality. And, and maybe that's what DeSantis is playing up. I don't know. But I'll say this. As far as the polls go, Trump is still way ahead. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's And that's the thing. I don't think anybody's going to beat Trump. Trump knows that, too. So he looks at... I, I think, number one, he looks at DeSantis announcing as a betrayal. I, I he does. He purely because, does. you know, he went on the campaign trail because Ron DeSantis, literally, when he was running for the governor, no one knew who he was. He was, he was way behind Putnam at the time. And then all of a sudden, Trump comes along and endorses him. And we're like, who's this guy DeSantis Trump is with? That's undeniable. And, and, and it's, it's just a fact. It's, it's, it's a fact. And Put it this way. Look at Ron DeSantis's govern, governing uh, the campaign was with his son, and he's holding up a Trump sign going, build a wall, make yeah. America <laughs> right. great again. Right. Remember? And he's got Legos and he's building the wall. Let me show you how to build a wall. He even incorporated Trump in his campaign. 
So I, I can understand the betrayal part. I, I think it, it, I don't. I still don't understand why he's running. I want him to stay as our governor. He should have waited four more years and then gone. And maybe that's why he did announce now to get his name out there. So he's got four more years to build on that name and people will know him across the country. I always thought he's the perfect 2028 guy. Oh, me and you both. As long as Trump gets in, though, because God knows what we're going to look like if it's it's them again. I'm an honest to God. We're moving. I'm moving to a new country. Oh, boy. New Island. Don't know which one yet. I look at all the places I'd like to move to, and then I look at the tax base, and it's like, <laughs> can't go there. Exactly. That's why all the Europeans are coming here. That's why we're all still here. It's like, whoa, can't do that. All right, we've got another tribute to the awesome Tina Turner coming up next. Man, I tell you, what you a know, legend. You know what, too? I have a great little trivia question for you that I didn't even know, and I don't think you know existed, too. About her? From David Coverdale. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's ama- it really is an amazing story. I was like, wow, I never knew this. We've got that and maybe some things you didn't know about wine, because it's National Wine Day. Well, who didn't bring the bottles in? Not like Hello? wine whining about things, but wine whining. <laughs> well, that's, that's every day here. <laughs> Pretty much what we do. It's a bread and butter, baby. Mm. All right, that more. Next, the self Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Tina Turner is amazing energy. Gorgeous. She's dignified. Tina Turner is love. She's jolly. All at the same time. It's amazing. I've actually performed Proud Mary for like 30 years and recorded, of course, made it my own, my own version. This is the way we do. Unbelievable legend. Unbelievable. And really, you got to look at it like almost two, maybe three careers, too, because you had the first thing. Coming out of, uh, you know, the I Can Turn a Whole era. And when you look at that documentary, she had to completely rebuild what she was. A whole new, nobody wanted to touch her. And if it's true, and I would assume it's true, because it was both in her documentary and when Angela Bassett played her in I, Tina, the the movie. Didn't Angela Bassett win an award for that? She should have, because she was phenomenal. I think she did. Um, But it, it, it was depicted in both, and so I can't imagine it was made up, that she literally snuck out of the hotel room from Ike Turner in the middle of the night. And ran to a, a hotel, like a Holiday Inn across the street from like the Ritz. She hitched a ride or something yeah, like and, that. and walked in yeah. all bloodied. She'd been beaten up, uh, poor thing. Had no money, had no, nothing, because everything was in Ike's name. And the hotel manager, the guy behind the desk, the nighttime manager, was the one who helped her. And, and you know, they got her back and they, they got her help and got her a place to stay. But I'm thinking, you know, today's age, you walk away from something like that. What do you do? I don't know. I don't know. Groundbreaking in that era, too. Obviously, the music, all, wow. the, all the hits. She sold 200 million albums. Oh, Most man. of that from Private Dancer. That was a huge 84 album. But the story you told about breaking away from um, Ike, 1976. Oh. 1976 to 84, trying to build up a whole second career. She played Vegas a lot. Yeah, I remember her talking in that documentary. She said, everywhere I went, she goes, I, I had to get rid of this man who was extremely abusive. And she said, every time I'd do something and I'd make a little ground, the first question at a, at a press conference would be, so how's Ike? Have you talked to Ike? What right. happened with Ike? You guys right. getting back together? She was like, I couldn't, get, I couldn't shake the guy. And she said, didn't she even say, I kind of regret even telling the story? Yeah. It's, uh, it, and, and it got to be, she said, it got to be such a crutch. And I remember years later, I think she was in Europe on some European tour when he died. That was one of the first questions they asked her. Oh, Ike died. How do you feel? And she was like, I haven't talked to the man in like 30 years. Wow. Leave me alone, you know? Unbelievable. It, it was sad. But what you do, what I, and I completely forgot about it. She was like one of the first highly paid 
like big bucks for an endorsement. Haynes hired her for the pantyhose commercial. I forgot about that till you mentioned it. They paid her $20 million, which back then was a big deal because it was ton. like 1990. And it was like, holy cow. She was how old? Well, you found out she was how old when she did it? I had to look it up again when she started talking about that. 56. Oh, my gosh. And she looked like. Oh, she looked fabulous. Stunning. Yeah, she was. She had incredible. But the whole campaign was called Those Legs. And it was because she had. She really did have incredible legs. So Whoever chose her, great choice. I agree. Wow. Today, if she wasn't worth billions or going to be worth mega billions, I'd say, um, what's his name? Jeff Bezos' girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> I think of legs, right? <laughs> wow. She's got incredible legs, that woman. But Boy, I tell you. And if, I, again, we got, we're going to have to look up to recommend for people where that most – it was pretty – it was in the last year and a half or something, that documentary. It was Just great. called Tina. That yeah. was so good, so well done. And she it talked was, about all that stuff. And it was based purely on her book, I, yeah. Tina. But the, I bet you – I would hope that they re, re-release – What's love got to do with it with yeah. Angela Bassett and, you know, and, and the Tina, I, Tina, or the Tina documentary. That thing was really, really good. I think it was HBO. I'm trying to remember. I have to go look. Think of all the... That was incredible. Funny enough, most of the rock people she influenced. It's so funny. You would think, and I'm sure that Whitney Houston was inspired by her and all that stuff, but right. mostly the people that will tell you that she was a main influence in their life, people like Rod Stewart, Mick Jagger... Even some of the more metal bands, they'll tell you Tina Turner was a rock influence. Isn't that amazing? And it was a lot of British rockers. Yes, Which was absolutely. interesting. And she ended up, you know, it was really interesting. What I found the most interesting was here she was. She was getting ready to go on a European tour. Her new young manager, after he convinced her, because in this documentary we find out she did not like the song, What's Love Got to Do With It? <laughs> she saw it and she was like, this is horrible. He convinced her to do it, her young new manager, which ended up being like one of her you know, biggest selling hits of all time. On that whole album was a huge album. But uh, when they get to Europe, how she met her husband was the record company, when she gets to Europe or the, the company she's dealing with for the European tour, they send over a car to pick her up. He was her driver. Wow. So he drove her, she that. said, for months. He drove her all around Europe from, you know, place to place to do a show or to do an interview. And she said, and we talked and we talked and we talked and we talked. And they ended up getting married. That's pretty wild. I'm like, holy cow, you, you married your driver. That's great. Whoever talked her into doing that song was a genius. Yeah, I got to go back. I, I'm trying to remember. It was I don't know if it was the, the record producer or her manager or both of them, but they convinced her to do it. Wow. Hmm. Well, Missy Tina. Well, uh, it's also National Wine Day. I don't know why they stuck it into a random Thursday in May, but it is. Okay. A reason to drink on a Thursday. That works for me. Where's the booze? I come in anybody and bring in a bottle. What's our favorite type of... Wine in, in the States, not worldwide. It's, it varies. Like kind? Just color. Red. Yeah, red. Yeah. Followed by white, then rosé. And you know what makes red the number one color, the number one wine? Because uh, they came out with like 10 years ago, red wine's good for your heart. So all the, all the Alkies that I knew started drinking red wine <laughs> saying, okay, I can drink a bottle of red and my heart's going to be great. All the soccer moms are like, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> drink the red stuff. And that's um, what made it popular. How many glasses of wine do you usually have in one sitting? Oh, one, I would think. I think two's the average, yeah. Is it? Most people said like two. Okay. 9% of brave respondents said they just take the whole full bottle down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think I've done that a couple of times. Right. Just depending on what day it is. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. 
It's National Wine Day as well. Hey, we've got uh, Rapid Fire coming up uh, just past bottom of the hour. First time we do it today. We're going to fit in as much from the DeSantis uh, announcement on Twitter that we can possibly fit, but there's a lot of, a lot of other stuff going on, too. Yeah, there is, and uh, we'll find it and talk about it coming up somehow, some way. <laughs> Jen frantically I'm scrolls like, down for stories. It's like, oh my God, I don't have anything. <laughs> ah, you'll come up with something. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Very busy day yesterday. We'll catch you up on what's happening today, too. Jen, what's going on? Well, the number one story, at least in this part of the world, I think, was the queen of rock and roll passing away. Uh, Tina Turner died yesterday after a long illness uh, at 83 years old. Uh, she lived in Switzerland outside of Zurich where she had met... Her husband uh, at a record company was a driver years ago. He had to be Swedish in Switzerland. He lived there, and that's where they ended up living. Uh, she left, I want to say, was it 1988 or something? 1998, she gave up music and decided that was it. I'm leaving. Or yeah. 2000, whatever. And really anyway, went away. And she I think did. She, she came back to the U.S. from that documentary we saw. Back to the U.S. to remember the Broadway version of... I, Tina. Oh, that's right. And they brought it to the stage. That's right. She, she was, was there, there for the red carpet. She said, this is my goodbye to America. See you later. That was in 2009. Then she did, in 2013, she did uh, a goodbye with Oprah Winfrey. She said, I'm done performing. And she said, you know, what people don't understand is it's a lot of work. She said, I jump around that stage for Imagine. like an hour and a half. And she said, you know, I got heels on. I'm changing. She says, it is a great deal of work. But what you probably didn't know, this is pretty interesting. David Coverdale, lead singer for Whitesnake, right? He said he originally wrote the song, Is This Love? It's one of their biggest hits, right? Huge. For Tina Turner. Song. But when the band label heard it, they refused to let Coverdale give it to her. They were like, no, 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 no. You guys are going to do this. And it ended up being one of the biggest hits in the world for him. I you like know that. what's funny, though? I could really could see her doing that. I know. It would be interesting, though. But she never did because the label wouldn't let them get rid of it. I was like, holy cow. As you mentioned before, she sold 200 million al- albums, won eight Grammy Awards. At 56, she was the $20 million host and campaign face for Haynes. You know, you forget, too, so the, the famous, famous story now because of the book I, Tina, of uh, her leaving Ike mm-hmm. and how tragic that was. That was 1976. Broke wow. out with a huge private dancer album, 84. That was a long time. Worked a long, long time to rebuild her career. Yeah, and I guess nobody, you. after she left, like nobody in that industry wanted anything to do with her. Yeah, they wouldn't talk to her because... She had to prove herself. They, well, they all believed it was Ike. Right. Was the big was the name, not her. What your husband made you. Oh. It's an amazing story. Wow. It really is. Good for him. And she'll be missed, but at least we have her music. A lot of it, too. That's right. Well, we're almost there into the long Memorial Day weekend. First of all, let's not forget what it's really about, remembering those who really gave the ultimate sacrifice. But secondly... Here's your daily TSA update. Uh Uh-oh, how many people are flying tomorrow? Telling you how ready they are for the summer travel season. They're ready, but they want you to be. Oh, okay. Basically is what they're saying. All right, sure. Because last last (laughs) Memorial Day travel season was not good. And they blame people on that. Of course they did. It's not their fault. TSA Today says they're expecting to screen roughly 10 million travelers this weekend. That would be from Friday through Monday. The rush starting on Friday. But I think a lot of people start the weekend on Thursday, don't they? I think a lot of them took tomorrow off. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. They're hoping that recently made changes 
lead to a smoother check-in process, but still want you to get there early. And what changes have they the made? I, I'm not aware of any. They're just <laughs> saying changes. <laughs> they didn't make any changes. Although they do say they're allowing kids <laughs> who are under 17 and younger to go through security with parents enrolled in TSA uh, pre-check. Yeah, that was the big change. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, fine. And they just make more money out of that deal. I so don't think they've made any other changes. In other words, if 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 the folks are with pre TSA pre-check like we are, you can take the kids along with you and you know what? Less you, people. You know what screws things up? The world has realized if I take my little rolly suitcase with me and get on the plane and the plane is booked and there's no room for it, I don't have to pay for my luggage because yep. they take the luggage right from me. And that's what screws everything up is because everybody carries one of the little rolly suitcases on board. <laughs> and and it's you, true. Then you see it all stacked up. Yeah, outside at, because at the they get no room. Right. right. <laughs> oh, boy. Stop carrying your damn luggage. Oh, boy. God, Jen's going to come after you. Man, I'm telling you. So if you lose your luggage, uh, they lose your luggage, blame Jen. That's right. <laughs> Please. By the way, good morning, guys. Hi, Hi Dina. This is the first time I'm checking in here today. It comes on rapid fire. And I know it, it's a huge news day, a lot going on, obviously, with the passing of Tina Turner, Ron DeSantis, and Elon Musk and Twitter. Ah, you're going to make it a sports thing, aren't you? Well... <laughs> I mean, the Florida Panthers only went to the Stanley Cup last night, so it's yeah. amazing we're not even <laughs> talking did. about you. True, they I won know. the Eastern Conference. It was you another one goal game, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, incredible. I mean, and you made that point. It's so true. It was such a close series, and they were all low scoring. But last night, and it was a great game. Florida went up two nothing. Then the uh, Hurricanes tied it two all. Then Florida took the lead back, and then the Hurricanes tied it with three minutes left. We're like, oh no, this is going to be another overtime game. Which it was heading that way. It sure was. And with four seconds left on a penalty, uh, a, a penalty play, they scored with four seconds left. Wow. Matthew Kachuk, the superstar from the Panthers, who they just got in the offseason and a trade, scores the game winner and the place went wild. And power play has been impressive with them, too. Yeah, they power play. That yeah. was a penalty play. It so looks they like, made it. It looks like, it, congratulations to them. It looks like it's going to be them in uh, Vegas. Although, yeah. you know, it's never too early to count your ducks in a row. But they're up 3 nothing on Dallas. Yeah, it looks and, like. And games 1 and 2 would be in Vegas because they right. were the higher seed. That's right. So And it's so funny to think about this team because number one seed last year, pretty much identical story to the Heat. They were both number one seeds last year. This year, they both barely make the playoffs as eight seeds. Right. And they both have all these upsets leading up to where they are right now. You would have thought their year would have been last year, but they made the right change. They got Kachuk, which is a great move for them. Wow. It's incredible. Where did they get him from? He came from one of the Canadian teams. Where was it? The Oilers? I can't remember where he was last. But he was somewhere uh, up there. Somewhere in Canada. Yeah, the Kachuks were like... uh, uh, Keith Kachuk, the dad, right. was played for St. Louis oh, for years. Oh, it's a family of it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in the stands last night cheering it on his son. So, just an incredible time because it's only the second time they've ever made it. First time since 1996. The Florida Panthers are back in the Stanley Cup final. Yay! Like that. So, game one, I guess, will be sometime next week. Uh, yeah, because they got to finish up the West first. Right. But I feel badly because how many people from Florida are going to go to Vegas to watch the games? Well, I think so. I mean, it's an excuse to go to to Las true, Vegas. True, so. I guess. All right, that'll be. I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a haul. It is. And yeah. Vegas is really good. It's pretty so. far away. It's a long trip. It sure is. So, I feel bad for them because they go back and forth. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, it's a. It's. I guess the only further thing would be one of the California teams. Right. Jeez. That's but right. Here we go. That's how it goes. So Stanley Cup fun. Finals. Yay. Now they're in, so hopefully they can win it. We'll see how, how that goes. Congratulations. How about that? Maybe you'll be going to Vegas, Diener. I doubt it. Hey, Bill, could you do me a favor? <laughs> that, that wonderful song we debuted yesterday from The Little Mermaid. Could you play a little oh, bit no. of that for me, please? It's a fashion I got that scattlebutt. Hurry up. You'll be like, why would I drop that scattlebutt? Okay.
Fine. I can't do any more. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Well, Scuttle. I really can't. It, the worst that, song they've ever came up with for Disney. It's terrible. It's the worst it, song ever. That is Aquafina. She plays Scuttle the Seagull uh, in the new Little Mermaid remake. Uh, unfortunately, she has been left out of the Happy Meal program. Uh, starting in the very near future, if not already, probably today, McDonald's will be celebrating with the Little Mermaid Happy Meals featuring Eric, Ariel, Sebastian, and Flounder. There is no mention of Scuttlebutt or Scuttle. So if you want the meth Flounder or the bug-eyed Sebastian, I don't know. I have a hard time looking at that fish. I know. He looks like, all beaten Ooh. down. It looks like it looks like a... a Skid Row fish. Oh, no. <laughs> Skid Row. <laughs> there is a special edition toy. It's actually going to be Aquafina. So they're just going to put her as a toy inside. <laughs> they are not. So, mommy, who's this girl with the, with the characters? I don't know who this is. <laughs> who is this person? They wow. are not. What a disaster. It is pretty bad. Sorry. Well, disaster is the word that's being described, and I think unfairly so, for the uh, Twitter launch for the presidential announcement. First time it's ever happened. Of course, it was DeSantis yesterday. And, of course, Trump's blasting it, but so are the mainstream media outlets calling it a disaster. Okay, so why would why would the mainstream media attack what happened on Twitter? Uh, I don't know. It's competition, and people don't need mainstream media anymore. So it crashed the site. Like you had, you had said yesterday, well, we'll see. This is a good stress test for Twitter, what they can handle. It did crash it. There were technical problems. Elon has a totally different take on that. He says, I call that massive attention. It was the top story on Earth today. I, you know, I, I agree to, with him. I agree with him. You know, again, honestly and truly, when we talk about a site being crashed, it's usually because of the popularity of it, right? It's the only reason why, why unless you're hacked, that's it, why it happens. Or, or unless you're hacked, like, you know, the city of Riviera Beach and you can't right. do anything and then you get to pay the hackers. Remember that, all the Bitcoin? Remember that? Yeah. Oh, my God. But uh, it, traditionally, when something gets it crashes, it's because it's overwhelmed because of the popularity of it. Yet when it happens on Twitter with Ron DeSantis and Elon Musk, it's a bad thing. I don't get it. So here's mainstream media take, because they're the most threatened by this, right? Because mm-hmm. their world changed forever yesterday. You're right. They're, they're a Dying breed. New York Times, they called it a fiasco. Oh, okay. NBC News, a meltdown. <laughs> Washington Post called it awkward. Oh. Politico, which is surprising because they were online too, they called that just horrendous. It was horrendous. <laughs> That's what they called it. Okay. So this, yeah. you know what it is? It's funny too because obviously they're going to come out with some negative spin because Ron DeSantis is a Republican. Of course. Those are all liberal outlets. But also, it's, it's kind of a double whammy for them. They want to try to downgrade it because they see that their stronghold on you know media is being shipped away at oh, yeah, that's done. by social media. I mean, that, that was a huge shot it's at gone. traditional media last night. Biggest yeah. thing, no matter what. And I thought, I thought actually... DeSantis talked a lot of good policy, but that wasn't even the biggest story. It was right. a media story. Right. The way you get information with a, with a presidential candidate that big announcing on Twitter, it changed media forever how you get your information. Sure did. Forever. And they talked about that a lot during the, the, the Spaces talk. And actually, I'm going to stick with this uh, theme here, Bill, because the, this is all unfounded rumors. Okay. So why not talk about it during Rapid Fire? <laughs> well, that's what we love the best, so that's the best. That's what we do here. That's what, that's what I do. But apparently, there's this, he's kind of a goon. There's this guy named Benny Johnson. I know you, oh, you know. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> he, he came out last night, and he had this whole discussion going on while Ron DeSantos was having his Twitter spaces with Elon Musk and the whole crowd there. And according to this political commentator, Benny Johnson, he says that he has heard from Trump's people personally that Trump is coming back to Twitter. 
that after the Twitter Spaces uh, deal last night with Ron DeSantis, Trump sees the opportunity and that he's going to come back on and uh, make his presence known to his 87 million followers, by the way, on Twitter. I think he would have to, but he's not going to do a Spaces, I I would almost guarantee you. He should, but I mean, you talk about crashing Twitter. I oh know. my gosh! Yeah, but then he can't call it a disaster, though. You right? Know what I mean, yeah, when, he exactly. called, when he called Trump's uh, DeSantis is a disaster. You're right, though. He'll never do it because then it's like he's following DeSantis, so he he wouldn't do it. But we were looking at some of this last night. DeSantis, you know how many the followers DeSantis has on Twitter? How many? how many? Just about shy of two million. Oh, Trump wow. has almost 87 million followers wow. on Twitter. How do you not come on there wow. to that to. audience? You have to. I mean, come on. As I know he's trying to... He, he, the only reason why he hasn't yet is because of Truth Social. He wants to obviously put everything he does, release it through there. But right. you got to jump back on Twitter. You have to. At least here and there. I mean, I get it. That's your product. You have an agreement with a management company. I understand it's business. But this is also... I mean, this is just common sense. How do you not... Come on to that platform. I think this is how he does it. He becomes a guest of Tucker Carlson. And oh. then, after that, announces that he's going to What a way to launch. He's going to return good. to Twitter. By the way, uh, Elon, during this thing last night, addressed the whole, these same mainstream outlets calling it, Twitter's become a right-wing echo chamber. <laughs> I guess David Duke wasn't available. <laughs> I can't believe that. He, and he, he laughed at it because there were, there were t- they brought up some of those quotes. They did. And he goes, I'll say right now, because I, I think everybody, I have a per- personal invite right now for Biden to come on here. I think every candidate is welcome here. Yeah. Biden, oh yeah. Biden on Twitter live. Imagine. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I am, a, am I on the phonograph? Uh. Oh my God. Good Lord. Get so, me on the horn. That's all, <laughs> that's all I got. Jeez. And we're done. Right? That's all for my unfounded rumors. We, have, we don't have any more, do we? No. It's oh, okay. Jeez. Made me nervous there for a second. <laughs> no. Wow. Round three. Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> Jeez. Don't do this to me. <laughs> okay. I've got personal proof that the target thing, the pushback is real. You know what? We also have financial proof. <laughs> in, bla- in black and white stock numbers, that pushback is real. I didn't wow. think it was going to happen, but it is. That and more next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Kids were being targeted with this stuff. They realized if they can threaten enough people, if they can scare enough people in real-life locations, that maybe support for the LGBTQ community will diminish among corporations. Oh, boy. Okay, that's one take. And there are certainly plenty of opinions about the whole Target thing. Uh, There was Ben Collins. He's a consumer reporter for NBC. He also went on to say a lot of misinformation about these brands. That, first of all, there was a satanic designer and that there was a... uh, uh, Tuck capability swimwear. Well, the Tuck thing, that actually was a thing. That's not a misinformation. We've all seen the videos. Yeah, and the uh, satanic uh, designer isn't misinformation either. Because apparently uh, this individual designed some of the things that were on display. Now, I don't know if they were on designs, but that was the designer they chose to work. What kind of a retail buyer decides to go with that person and not think... There's going to be controversy. I don't get it. You know what? Maybe they think it's it's because of the controversy they're going to get attention. And as they say, any publicity is good publicity, bad or not. But why would you want to exclude, I don't know, 99% of the world's population by hiring a satanic designer? I don't know. I, I, I mean, the, the guy's a whack job. There's no doubt about it. They, you know, he has, for example, and this is not me, on his website, he has a thing called homophobic headrest. And next to it, it's a picture of a guillotine. Well, now. So he's, he's, he's a lovely individual. <laughs> uh, and he is a known Satanist. So it's, it's like you couldn't tell me 
that Target or whoever it is that's sending a buyer, whoever it is that decides who's going to design the clothes, couldn't have gone to a million other designers in this country, in this world, and said, hey, could you design a line for our LGBTQ plus community? I'm sure they'd all jump at the opportunity. The story's grown from the first few videos put up, and this is another thing, like we said yesterday, I don't believe this whole, our, t- our employees were being harassed. No. That those videos would have been everywhere. First of all, second thing is, and he started to see some of the videos online of some of the moms going to Target, and going, "Can you believe this is in the kids section?" And they, you know, they were against it. So there's your proof that those things did exist, right? And then you started to hear that there was a little bit of a pushback on this, and I thought, "Wow, ah, that's kind of just social media chatter." And then you hear the story yesterday that Target was pulling back a lot of these items, and I thought, "Wow, well, are they really, or is it just some locations?" So Bill went on a scouting mission. And he went to the local Target. It wasn't a mission. All I wanted was my vitamins. <laughs> okay. I just happened to be oh, there. Super beets. Had to go get his super beets. Okay. Love those things. All right. Too. So I go in, like the same location, the same Target I was at a week before, gone. All of the stuff, the giant pride is gone. I mean, a stark, empty space in the, fl- in the floor. Right when you walk in, the shopping carts are the right. Right. Right in front of you directly ahead is the pride display, or was, and then Alrighty. next to that was, because you know it was the same location, because it was near like the dollar holiday Oh, items. I love those things. Gone. Nowhere in the store was anything. Oh, they didn't put it in Not the back of the like, store? Like it never existed. Because after that, me? I'm curious, and I go rolling my cart around, I'm looking in different sections. Well, maybe they put wow. it over here. Gone. I'll tell you why. No visual proof of anything. So whenever there's a question as to why, in, in this little group of ours... The answer is always follow the money. Always. Target it's always, share. It always comes true. Target shareholders. It slipped 2.7% yesterday. Oof. Thank you. It had already dropped 9%. <laughs> Target had their wonderful little CEO emergency meeting to stop the bloodshed. Uh, the amount of $4.2 billion in market value. Oh. See you later. Bye in like a week and a half. Uh, you now that's kn- real. Yeah, you want to know why there was an emergency meeting with Target and the CEO, and why Target's pulling all this stuff? They do not want the Bud Light syndrome. It, it was a real. It was a real, a real pushback. It was a real pushback. and a real reaction from Target. Well, I wow. mean, again, do they not know who their audience is? Are these not like soccer moms that go to Target and and they got little kids and yeah. you know what? I I don't want to have to explain to my five year old, six year old, ten year old girl or boy what a tuck bathing suit is. You had to explain to it to me yesterday. I didn't know what it was. Wow! I, I, I don't and know. I come on, unbelievable! Stop with the nonsense. Anyway, well, we've got more from remember the alligator guy. Three days in a row, this guy won't stop talking. <laughs> Lost, lost his arm behind the bar in Port Charlotte, but he's got a story to tell again. The question is, when does he go back to Bandito's? <laughs> was he there when he was doing I bet the interview? He's been back. He probably has. Probably he, went out and fed the alligator to try to eat. Oh no, he's dead. Never mind. Even though they called the uh, DeSantis Twitter spaces a disaster, sure didn't hurt his fundraising. When do you hear how much money he made from it? Really? It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. If you nominate me, you can set your clock to January 20th, 2025 at high noon, because on the west side of the U.S. Capitol, I will be taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. And there it was. To me, everybody's got an opinion. It was a disaster. It was the DeSantis people loved it. Uh, Elon loved it. Everybody has a different opinion. Let me tell you what is absolutely factual. Number one, 
It changed media forever. That's so the biggest true. story to me. Well, and I think that's why it's getting trashed by all the other medias. Totally. Oh, it's, they're the, that, they're the most why. threatened. Absolutely. You know, that's why the New York Times is saying, what did the New York Times say? It was a disaster. Which one? I forget who it was. Disaster. But, yeah. Awkward. Yeah, come on. And it's because it's a threat to them. Because now, you know, and I got news for you. It's only going to get worse. Wait till Tucker starts his show. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, see, yeah. I, then I think that's what's going to get Trump on Twitter. That's where he should do it. Tucker will, will right. have him on as a guest. And number two, it sure didn't hurt Ron DeSantis at all. A little bit of a tick up, I guess, in the polls, but here's what really matters. While it was going on, while the Twitter spaces was happening, with, by the way, 700,000 people joining in, he raised a million dollars during the talk. Holy cow. That's just during the talk. Jeez. Live while it was happening. Well, and before that, uh, they said uh, he's starting with $200 million in his campaign budget. Big coffers. And a lot of the yeah. people that he has working on his campaign either were with him when he ran for the governor, and, and obviously successful run, but also some of them were Trump's people. <laughs> so he's, he's got some of Trump's people on his campaign. I'm like, oh, God. Maybe that's why Trump feels so betrayed. He's I mean, maybe. Stealing his, he's stealing employees now. That very well could be. That for sure. Yeah. I think he just honestly, I don't think he ever said to DeSantis, please don't run. I thought he thought it was understood. Yeah. I did this for you. Why are you doing this? It's, it's a, he, I look at Donald Trump as very much like my father. If you crossed my father, his comment would be, and, and, and there was never any hostility. He'd look at you and I'd say, God, dad, you know, we haven't seen Roger in a while. He's a cancer. He's mm. been cut off. You'll never see him again. And that would be the end of the conversation. I'd be like, Okay, you didn't kill him, did you? You know, yeah. but you never saw Roger again. And I think the former president is very similar to that. That mindset. You know, I do something for you. I therefore expect you to be somewhat respectful of my wishes and be on my side. Don't go against me. And it goes unsaid. It's just assumed. Yeah, it's a, it's an it's an right. assumption without a doubt. So while this is happening as well, uh, Trump released a campaign video. You know, live in the middle of it. While he's live truthing, saying this thing's a disaster, blah, 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 yeah. just like his, his administration. And then he says this, I'd like to personally congratulate Rob D. Sanctimonious. Oh, dear. Finally announcing he'll be entering the race. Hopefully he'll get the full experience of being attacked by Marxists, communists, radical left, lunatics of our country, without which you'll never know the kind of job he's doing. Wow. Yeah. You, you know what? He's, he's probably right, though, because, you know, DeSantis isn't going to be loved by the media with the exception of possibly Fox or, you know, Twitter will give him a fair shot. But You know what surprised me, though, because we thought uh, DeSantis was Fox's guy because they kind of turned on Trump. They were they were calling this Twitter thing disastrous, maybe because, it's, again, they're a they're a media outlet and they were threatened yeah. by it as well. I don't know. It's like, come on. You know, it, we but it, it proved to Elon you're going to have to make changes. I know. <laughs> if you want if you want to do these, especially if you want to host a presidential debate in the future or, you know, some kind of debate or another candidate, you're going to have to make changes. Did you guys see this? The Trump campaign put it I mean Trump retruthed it, I guess you can say. Right. Truthed it out. It was a video, it was it was a mock video of the Twitter spaces. And it was a screen like you would see on Twitter spaces where it's you know little circles of everybody's profile pictures right. popping up, you know, host, speaker, listener. <laughs> Did you see this, Bill? It was about eight or ten different characters, people in this Twitter space. Uh-oh. It was Elon <laughs> Musk. It was Ron DeSantis. And then followed by George. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cheney. <laughs> the FBI. All the rhinos and commies. And then it gets Hillary really Clinton. No, uh -oh. actually, it gets worse. Uh -oh. Adolf Hitler. Oh, my God. And the devil. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
and they're all in this Twitter space. Who's joining us live? Oh, oh my, my god! It was it was actually really fun. I was gonna put it up, but there was like some cursing and things like that. But it's a pretty it's, brilliant meme. It was really funny the way that whoever you know did these voices, and then Trump comes in at the end, and that's maybe where the speculation came from that he was coming back to Twitter or something. But he comes in at on the end. He's like, "Hey, we're not done here yet." It's your, you know, your favorite president. I'm going to be back, baby. Trump 2024. Let's go. <laughs> you have Dick Cheney in the back. He just keeps coughing and clearing his He's throat. Like, That's hysterical. It was, it was so bad, but it was funny. <laughs> that, that is funny. You know what? You, you got to laugh at stuff like that. Come on. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's How does do. Trump not go back on Twitter after this, though? Maybe not his spaces. He doesn't want to do that. Right. But he's got to go on there. Something. 87 million followers on there. I mean, come on. Wow. Yeah, he probably eventually will, right? You would think so. It has to be. How many does he have on Truth that I still can't get on? <laughs> Not anywhere close to what he has on Twitter. Maybe yeah, a couple million. The and, audience and, isn't big enough. And maybe that's it. Maybe there are conversations with Elon and, you know what, down the road. But I think his entry could very easily be handled by, I'm going to be on Tucker Carlson as a guest. Uh, that would be brilliant, actually, because it'll get all kinds of attention. Yeah. It'll be smoother than Spaces, and it's good for Tucker, too. And it might be Tucker's premiere show. i I, I don't pretty doubt good. it. You know, it would be a great way to kick things off. You have the former president and the presidential candidate on as your guest. And the story that just won't die and neither will the guy because he's so super chill. This guy, uh, oh God, it kills me. Our prevailing story of the week, the poor Charlotte man who got his arm bitten off, sadly, well, now we by know the it's... gator behind the bar, but he's super, super chill. It's, it's our Wild Kingdom story. It's the Wild Kingdom. His name is Jordan Rivera. He's 23 years old. He's the guy that we've been talking about like all week, as Bill just mentioned. He walked behind the Banditos. Banditos? Banditos. Banditos bar. Why did he go in the back of the bar? We found out yesterday. Bathroom was occupied. Yes. So he went to the back and then he fell and somehow ended up in the the gator infested pond that everyone knew was gator infested. And he got his arm bitten off. But listen to this guy. He has, I don't know whether he's just like too chill or just the best attitude on earth, but here he is. He's still making, he's still doing interviews, probably from Banditos, because I think he's out of the hospital now. I don't know. I didn't lose my life, lost an arm. It's not the end of the world. They got my elbow, so I don't have an elbow, but I can still move my arm around and whatnot. I just saw a little lake, just trying to go over there and just, you know, take a little pee or whatnot. Something happened where I either tripped or like something, the ground below me kind of just went down and I ended up in the water and that's literally the last thing I remember. Fusion, I was like, whoa, like I was just, cause I woke up and I was just sitting here and I looked over and then I saw my arm the way it was and I was like, ooh. It kinda just feels like my arm's just there, but not there. Yeah, you know, it, I used guy. to have an arm that was there, now it's not there, it's all right. <laughs> it's no big deal. You know, it makes you wonder if he was standing on the alligator when he went to go to oh, the Oh, and pond. they just might, well, and maybe. It, it could right. very well have been. I mean, they do hide in the mud. I know, how many times have you, have you ever walked around like in, in like the wilderness somewhere, like, you know, uh, like, like not the Everglades, but like there are areas near my house that when we ride the horses. Yeah, your house. Yeah, well, that too. But <laughs> when we ride, like the other day we saw a rattlesnake. I've never seen a rattlesnake. And it was a big rattlesnake. It wasn't wow. a pygmy one. It was a big one. I was like, that's not good. And then as we're, we're going, it's very swampy. And I went, I turned around the ladies I ride with and I went, have, have either of you ever seen an alligator out here? And they all said no, but... It made me think. You never know. There has to be an alligator out there. I always assume there is. Yeah, there's lakes and ponds everywhere. I mean, it's a thousands and thousands of acres preserved that we ride through. But I'm thinking one of these days we're gonna we're gonna see an alligator. That's not gonna be good. This guy's attitude though. Maybe they're all like that over there. Remember this guy? Southwest Florida, you gotta be careful. It's part of life out here. 
That's when it's part of life. He was on the scene when the, when the news reporters went. He's just like, yeah, it just happens. You know, whatever. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that really is. That just is amazing. They're tough folks over there. Wow. Wow. Right. We had another bear attack. Yes. Did you see this one? I know. This one's very if alarming. It's, if it's though. not gators, it's bears. But this one, this one's really scary. Thank God it's in Oregon, on the other side of the country. But still. And we've got uh, another dedication to Tina Turner. More amazing things about her life. We lost her, but man. She'll never really go away because she gave us so much entertainment for so long. Love that woman. All right, and more next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. That's my idol. I had to come out here quickly. He has taught me that you can rise above anything. As you can imagine, a lot of fans coming out to uh, the Apollo Theater. Got a lot of fans coming out there. And, you know, obviously fans everywhere as they lost, as we lost uh, Tina Turner. Tell you, though, somebody that legendary, though, she'll be with us forever. And you know what? In many ways. In so many ways. But what she did was she really changed the whole complexion of uh, abuse. Yeah. Because. Yeah, that's right. No one would ever talk about abuse before. No one ever, you know, it it was like the the dark hidden secret. You know, many women put up with it for most of their lives, if not all their lives. They never dreamed during that era of getting up and leaving because they didn't have the wherewithal or the financial means. She, at the same token, did it when she left him. When she left Ike in, what, 76, she left with nothing. No. He had all the money. He had all the fame. He had all the power. And she just left. Not only nothing, but everybody seems to think it's like, okay, I started the Tina Turner career solo, and boom, it was huge. So Private Dancer came out in 84. 76 to 84 was just so eight years, massive. Right? No, not only did she have monetarily nothing, she had no career. Nobody wanted to deal with her. No. No one wanted to talk to her. And so then- she started from the beginning twice. Isn't that amazing? And then look what happened. And then she said she just couldn't shake Ike. She finally came out and, and talked about the abuse that he she endured and how horrific this man was. And every time she said, I went to do a, a show and we did an interview after the show or before the show to promote it. How's Ike? And she said it was like, I haven't seen the man in like 10 years. Why do you keep asking me about right. this this individual that it almost killed me? Almost it, said she regretted almost. Telling her story in Itina with Kurt Loder, the, the yeah. book that changed everything and told the story almost. It was important to help other women, but it's it, you're right. It was like it was like a ghost that wouldn't go away. Yeah, she she couldn't shake him for a long time, and then if if and I'm hoping they're going to re-release it. Not only are you going to probably see what's love got to do with it, the Angela Bassett film, which was phenomenal. If you missed it, she plays Tina Turner in that. But um, the documentary called Tina, I think it was on HBO. And it was like maybe four or five series. It was like four or five shows. It was really well done. It, it was she produced awesome. It. Yeah, it was very well done. And it ends with her showing up at uh, I forget what it was the play on Broadway where yeah. she and at the end she sits down and she says this is my last public appearance. Yeah, she said she said I'm saying goodbye to America. Yeah, it was the, I think it was, I think it was the Broadway version of of uh, Itina. Or, or what's love got to do with it, whatever. One yeah, of those she, things. So she moved to Switzerland with her husband, and that's where she passed away, they said peacefully yesterday. So. And in the end, sold 200 million albums, Jeez. eight Grammys, face of a $20 million campaign that I forgot about until you mentioned it, the Haynes pantyhose thing. I think she was one of the like the first female icons as far as uh, a representative for a brand. You know, because you had the supermodels, of course. You know, that was like the Christy Brinkley era. Uh, but you didn't have just regular people or, you know, another celebrity from a, a musical world or the acting world at that point endorsing anybody. No. And all of a sudden here comes Haynes and gives her $20 million and it was like, holy cow. 
And if she uh, turned it down, who do you think would have been in second place? What was this, 1990? Yeah. Probably Mary Hart? Probably. She well, had well, great legs. Was Mary Hart? She was already, remember, that's <laughs> all they showed, and then they insured them. She was one of the first people to have her legs insured for like a million dollars. But yeah. But Tina, what, a, what, a, what an icon. I mean, in the true sense of the word, too, in so many different ways. Yeah, wow. she, she endured through everything. A pretty, pretty incredible career. Unbelievable. Pretty incredible woman. She's going to be missed. No I bummed me out tremendously. Yeah, it was one of those things. You know, she hadn't been well, but still. Ugh. I, you know, it's like anybody else. You know, like Tom Petty really bothered you. This really bothered me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, too. God, that was bad. Not, not good. Not good. You know, when you when people you've idolized all your life and you listen to all your life, it, it, you feel like you have a connection with them. You know, even though you, you never met them. You know, I, I know nothing about Tina Turner other than what I've read or seen or heard. And, and it, it was like a friend died. It was really sad yesterday. Man. Okay, what? so tell me something good, which I'm going to get depressed over here. Well, I don't, because you told me there's another bear story. To talk it's about. the Wild Kingdom. <laughs> but at least not here. But this, you keep, know what? Keep him in Oregon. This really scares me. Okay, this guy, he lives in eastern Oregon. All right, he was out the other day in his barn, in his yard, and he saw a bear attacking his chickens. So he shot the bear. Okay. The bear ran away, so he had to call officials, and he said, you know, I shot this bear, and, you know, I, I think it's dead. Well, the thing shows up a couple of days later, oh. still alive, oh, and attacks the chickens again. The guy shoots him. The bear attacks him. <laughs> well, like, at this point, I'm kind of on the bear side. <laughs> he's been he's been shot twice by the same guy. The guy needs a bigger gun is what he needs, or he's got to be a better shot. Anyway, the guy suffered injuries to his arms and his head. The bear got even. And and then took off again, and then uh, then the the animal experts came in, the wildlife people, and they disposed of the bear. But come like on, shot once, I can kind of understand the uh, the farmer shot twice. This is the bear's turn. Sorry, well, he shoots him a second time, but still doesn't kill him. This guy's the worst shot in the world. He was using like a musket. I mean, what is he using? How you move the chickens? <laughs> How's that sound? You're not gonna move your chickens. Why not? <laughs> Because chicken you, coops don't just move. You don't pick them up. You had a bear in the coop. You don't, you're don't. you not going to move the chickens after that? Come on. That's on him. Well, anyway. No, I'm totally on Team Bear on this. <laughs> well, the team, the bear's dead. The guy's going to be okay. Oh, well, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but the guy gets, okay, maybe I am on the bear's side. You shoot me twice. I'm going to come get you, too. All right, never mind. I wish I was keeping track at the start of this year because this has been, we say it all the time, the year of the bear. Yeah, I, wish I, I wish I could, kept track of how many stories have been out there about this. You know, I, 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 I save all our newscasts, so maybe I can go back and start counting. But every day Hundreds. we've had one. We had one yesterday, the kids in the Pennsylvania driveway, although they think that's suspicious. Yeah. They think the father was doing something to aggravate the bear. Bears are taking over. It's, it's not good. Not good at all. Rapid fire. Let you know what's going on in your world. Coming up uh, just past the bottom of the hour. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. So much happening. I'll give you a little info so you can talk about it. Jen's got the first one. Well, you know what? We talked about Elon Musk purely because he was the host for our Governor Ron DeSantis's uh, big uh, announcement last night yeah, on was it, Twitter that was Spaces. A good day for Elon. It was a good day, except his rocket didn't go off last night. Oh, so they got to wait, and they're going to try tomorrow night. However, you mean another fail? Yeah, well, no, it wasn't a fail. <laughs> I know, I know. It's terrible, you know. Like every time I see a Tesla, I think Elon. Uh, anyway, he's setting the record straight. What a succession? What's the name of the family? Uh, 
The Roys. The Roys, okay. Now, probably the, if you've watched this show, they are the worst family in the world. Oh. And the patriarch <laughs> Savages. is, is he's the guy that plays the, well, that play, what, the, that plays the patriarch. Go on. <laughs> anyway, um, he's the evilest man on two feet. It, yes, he it's, is. It's, it's, we were having this conversation yesterday. So you wonder with somebody like Elon Musk, who has children, what happens to his successors? True. He talked, it was kind of interesting, he had an interview with the Wall Street Journal yesterday, and he said, I have no intentions of handing over the reins to any of my companies to the growing brood of children that I have. Wow. I like that. Uh, he said, I am definitely not of the school of automatically giving my kids some shares of any of my companies. I'm like, wow, okay. He said, you know what? Many of them, he goes, I look at it all the time. He said, these kids inherit, you know, multi-billion dollar companies. They have no interest in the company. They don't know how the company runs. They've never worked at the company. Yeah. Yet some guy is saying, okay, you're going to be the next CEO of the company. Why would you do that? Yeah. They so, don't have a passion for it. So they yeah. have to run it into the ground, give it give it over to bad people. I, so he's right. It's true. But he said, no, got, my kids are going to have to work for what they get. You know what? I have the same philosophy, Jen. When I finally go in my $250 fortune, <laughs> my kids are going to have to earn their way into that one. <laughs> I think it should be like that guy. Remember that story we did? The guy in Texas, his multi-billionaire died. And the only way his kids could get money, they had to go to his grave. He put an ATM on the gravesite. Oh, that's right. And so in order for them to get money, they had to go visit their father. That's right. I love it. You'll visit me one way or the other, damn it. Damn it. And my kids would be there constantly then. So (laughs) That's great. Well, we're heading into uh, the weekend, Memorial Day weekend. First of all, first and foremost, let's not forget what it really is to honor those that uh, sacrificed everything for us, for our freedoms. But you want to enjoy it? TSA. Uh, with some more propaganda. Not propaganda. PR, I'll say. <laughs> it's propaganda. <laughs> TSA, his last Memorial Day travel weekend was not too good. Uh, they're saying, we're ready. We've made changes. What changes? Well, one of the things they did, it's pretty interesting, actually. If you've got TSA pre-check, kids 17 and younger can go through if their parents have the TSA pre-check. They're just going to let them roll through. You have that, right? Yeah. Is it worth it? I think it is. Do you like just like... like cruise through it's just you know well it's it's faster than regular security i'll I'll say that much i guess that clear thing it's more expensive but it's pretty good that's faster yeah clear you just that's for like business travel yeah clear you're like you know the pilots and the flight attendants you just but tsa is out with its daily update now they're expecting to screen 10 million travelers this weekend friday through monday and uh they say we're ready but you need to be get to the airport early yeah, Which and then you know what? Advice. You're sure. going to have one plane delayed because of weather, and then it all stops. <laughs> it's <Right>. like, <laughs> you're not going anywhere any really quickly. You got expected. Well, it's just that type of weekend. This is an amazing story, guys. This like this is the kind of stuff that could be like a game changer in the future. There's a guy living in China back in 2011. He got into a motorcycle accident mm. and became paralyzed from the waist down. His name is Gert Jan Oskum. Bless you. He said. <laughs> For 12 years, he's been trying to get back on his feet, right? Any way he can, any type of rehab or experimental therapy to get out of the wheelchair. Now he's able to walk and almost lead a a normal life at this point. That's amazing. How? And it's all because of some researchers in Switzerland who came up with these implants that go into your spine, into your brain to create what they call a digital bridge. This is unreal. So they say between his brain and his spinal cord, they, it bypasses the injured sections, and it allows him to stand, walk, 
he, he walked up a steep uh, ramp with only the assistance of a walker. And more so as he's been kind of regaining his strength for a year now after the implant was inserted, he's actually able to the, actually show signs of neurological recovery. Wow. Where he can now just walk with crutches, even get this, even when the implants are switched off. Oh, that's incredible. It's, it's like it, it, it trained his body how to do it again. Right. Isn't that that's wild? Ama- Boy, that kind of surpasses what, speaking of Elon again, what he's been working with with Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah, maybe you should call yeah. these people. Basically, they said with this guy, all he had to do, because he had several implants, there's one in his head, there's one in his spinal right. cord, There's the, he carries a battery, battery pack, but whatever he thought was made possible. So if he thought, I want to move my legs, right. I got to move my left leg, he said it took a while to get into the swing of things and, and you know, teach his body how to do it. It's along but the same amazing. idea of like, uh, of wow. Elon's, right? Uh, Neur- Neuralink. It's along the same idea, but what's incredible here is that he's, the body retrained that's, itself. That's incredible. When the implant is turned off, he's still able to walk on crutches. That's incredible. Wow. So hopefully that's a huge advancement. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's you got amazing. a machine that teaches your body how to regrow yep. your spinal cord. Twelve years in a wheelchair. Wow! All right, that makes up for the Chinese giving us TikTok. They'll yeah. at least give us this thing because that's pretty awesome. <laughs> no, that's a Swiss. Oh, never he was, mind. Yeah, he's he was, just Chinese. Yeah, yeah, still, well, okay, that's well, all right. I'm back I'm, to being mad at you, China. <laughs> he, was, he was in China when the accident happened. Wow! So, uh, all right, Diener, I I beg you to help me out with this story because Taco Bell. Uh-oh. They, they've been doing these things. You know, they bring back an old thing that they've discontinued. Are they going to bring back the Cholito? Please, we've been waiting for this for 20 years. No, it's not the Cholito. Uh, it, with the who? Why are, they, Cholito, why are they always yeah. taking things off and then bringing it back to create demand? What is this? Probably. It's the Nike effect. Taco Bell bringing back the Enchirito. Enchirito. It was Which in the 1970s. Oh. It's a so- you weren't even around. It's a soft flour <laughs> tortilla filled with seasoned beef, beans, and diced onions before it's rolled up topped with red sauce and shredded cheddar cheese. It actually kind of sounds like the the uh, Cholito. There you go. It's maybe, available maybe soon. Was, so check right. it out. And then it's only for a limited time. So eat as many as you can get your hands on. I will. <laughs> maybe that was like the, the precursor to the Cholito. Maybe it was. I, I don't remember. For anybody who grew up in my time frame of like, if your peak years were the 90s and you had fast food and you got Taco Bell, you know the Cholito and you know it was the best thing they ever had. So they'll be bringing it back eventually, I'm sure. I hope so. You can't say your peak years were in the 90s. That's the saddest thing I ever heard. <laughs> My peak years were in the it, 90s. Makes it sound, and by the way, Diener's getting a root canal today. We're telling yeah. him, you're falling apart, kid. <laughs> I, yeah, it's bad. My it's peak bad. years were in the 90s. It's all downhill <laughs> from now. <laughs> like He's not even I'm 40, like, and he's got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. That's Come so on. sad. <laughs> I'm not like growing up. It's like kiddom. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. When I'm a you mess. are a mere youth. Wow. Yeah. A youth. A youth. All right, here's some of the comments from <laughs> traditional media about the Twitter Spaces thing DeSantis announcing because they had some technical glitches. New York Times, fiasco. Oh, please. NBC News, it was a meltdown. Oh, it was? Okay. Washington Post, awkward. Politico called it horrendous. Well, regardless, on, please. it was a big deal for Twitter. I sure think it was. changed media forever, and yep. it sure didn't hurt Ron DeSantis at all. While he was speaking on Twitter Spaces, was it with the delays? It was an over an hour, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, about that. Know. Yeah, it was like half half an hour. Just just during the conversation, raised a million dollars to his campaign. He's already got about two hundred. Not bad. A lot of donors. A lot lot of of people ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why Trump doesn't like him because all the people 
The Republicans who hate Trump are backing DeSantis because they know he's their best shot to get rid of Trump. He's the biggest threat to him. Yeah. Well, we shall find out because he heads to the Four Seasons Hotel in Miami today. Aha. And I don't know if he's there to sign some new law for the state or if he's there campaigning. Well, the fight has officially begun. And this is where he's going to have a problem. You can't give up being governor right. because you're running for the president. Right, exactly. Right. Still got a and job he'll, to do. He'll get he'll get destroyed if he does that. Got a job to do. I think he's going to get in some good punches. We forget how good DeSantis was with some one-liners during COVID. Probably, but it, just my opinion. In the end, I think Trump's base is too strong. Oh, I think so, so too. Yeah. But DeSantis doesn't get hurt by this. He's then he's all he's now a national so name either. for 28. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people panic and say it's going to ruin his political career when he loses so. to Trump. No, I don't no. think so either. I don't no. know. This He'll end guy, up being in a cabinet member. Yeah, well, maybe. This guy, no, no, he's too big for that. But so this, this guy here is a Kentucky man, but I feel like it should have been a Florida man. Okay, they're stealing what did he our do? Florida hopes. They really are. He shot his roommate over a hot pocket. Have you ever <laughs> lost a hot pocket? Has anyone in your family ever eaten the last hot pocket you have? It's it's it's. it's it can get pretty contentious. <laughs> I've almost died eating one. They're a thousand That's degrees. True. I've I've never had a hot pocket. So. so this dude and the roommate is okay. That's why I, we can laugh about the story. This guy goes to eat his hot pocket. Opens up the freezer. He's all excited, right? Oh, my last hot pocket. This is gonna be great. Uh, what what kind of hot pocket was it? Do we know? Allegedly a pepperoni and cheese. Okay, so it's are they all pizza hot pockets? No, they got different ones. Philly cheesesteak, ham and cheddar, meatball. It's different ones. You know they're like molten lava. Okay, yeah, you really notice though he those things all rolled off his tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he know he knew every single one. <laughs> That's the hot pockets. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither here nor there. I knew you were doing something over there. You were searching. <laughs> well, I, I knew we it. had it. Come on. <laughs> so this dude goes to put in his hot pocket. Couldn't find it. His name is Clifton Williams. He's 64 years old. When he realized that his roommate had eaten his last hot pocket, he said he got mad. And okay. he started to argue. He began throwing tiles at him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and so that the victim, damage. his roommate, attempted to fight back. He threatened Williams, and then he left. But then Williams said, this ain't over, son. Oh, my God. (laughs) He got his gun and shot him in the buttocks. He shot him in the butt? Yeah, he did. Wow. That has to hurt. He's going to be okay, but this guy, uh, Clifton Williams, the the hot pocket man, could serve five to ten years in prison if convicted. Where he will get no hot hot pockets. pockets. (laughs) (laughs) They like their hot pockets in Kentucky, don't they? Wow. Gosh. That got really out of hand. Well, listen. You ever seen Jen when she's hungry? Well, I mean, I get it. Do not get between me and a meal. It'll cost you your life. There is no doubt about it. I get it. They know this well in my family. Oh, boy. For far, far, like cousins removed know that that theory. I'm t- it's kind of understandable. Wow. It is. There you go. But I've never had a Hot Pocket, so. Is that right? Ever. No. You got to have one at least once. No. Oh, that's no, good living. There's there's some things I just I just can't bring myself. I'll eat a lot of junk. I just some things I can't eat. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to have a hot pocket no. and dip it in canned tomato sauce. What are you on drugs? <laughs> Can I hit him now? He had the nerve to and, tell and me off once. Of China. He made he made the best. What was it? Baked ziti ever right. with ragu. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was victorious. I understand what you're saying. Regu has come a long way. (laughs) They have. They really have. It was victorious. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Never mind. Victorious is good. Next time, you will never eat my spaghetti sauce again, (laughs) ever. I will never do that. Never. No. No. You're done. You're you're off the list. Get out of here. What pairs with a hot pocket? Wine, of course. It's National Wine Day. What does your favorite wine say about your personality? We shall discuss next. Really? More importantly, oh boy. 
in stock numbers, in dollars and cents, in black and white. This yes. target pushback is a real thing. They're in trouble. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. I think there's this really small group who has an outsized voice at this moment in time, and it's of hate, and it's of hit discrimination, and it's violent. <laughs> what is that? I, I There are very few comments and sound cuts that I agree, disagree with all of it. That's uh, Sarah Kate Collins from the GLAAD organization. Okay. And she's talking about the, in her words, the very small outcast group that has pushed back against Target and the LGBTQ brands and the... the, the Tuck-friendly swimwear and that small. Okay, have you seen? Maybe she made that statement before they saw the stock price drop. Where well, did it go? Well, you know, before you even get there, let's go back to. Remember, we were trying to figure out why the CEO right. of Target had that emergency meeting. It's because of this. Yesterday, shares alone slipped two point seven percent. You think no big deal? It had already dropped more than nine percent. So now you're you're close to 12%, right? Yeesh. That comes out to $4.2 billion in market value in a week, if that, five days. Okay, a small outcast group doesn't cause that. Yeah, 6% of the decline came this week alone in the past two days. How about the other part of her statement? Comes from hate? Because no. you're tired of corporations pushing it. I don't care what the agenda is. Just no. pushing the messaging, That's then that's... You pushing back against it is hateful? Stop yeah. putting a hate label on everything. It's got nothing to do with hate. It's got everything to do with we, everybody wants to make their own choice. Don't tell us what a choice has to be. And don't put, and I'm sorry, I will say it, you don't put tuck bathing suits for a six-year-old girl to see. I'm sorry. It's just, you had to explain to me what it was. And that's only because I saw it on other people explained to me what it you was. Know, I, I, didn't, know. I didn't even believe that that was real. Did I, you see Megan Kelly, by the way? Oh, she went nuts. Yeah, I can't blame her. Oh, well, she showed it right there. Oh, did she? The, the, the examples and the still shots of what this brand was that they were pushing. And she said, women don't need tuck-friendly or tuck-useful you know, useful bathing suits because we don't have you know, blank. Mm. Male parts. Right. And then on top of that, they did a little bit more designing. And then to add fuel to this fire with this, these, these clothing items that people were getting upset about, they found out that one of the designers was this guy by the name of Eric Carnell or Carnell. An outspoken Satanist. He says Satan respects pronouns. And he puts this these comments on his apparel. So if you bought any of his line of clothing, you may find one of these things. Another one was homophobe headrest. And it was an image of a guillotine. Oh, wow. So let me, you know, I, I run a, a multi-billion dollar corporation. This CEO guy that I, in my opinion, will not be CEO of Target for much longer. Maybe not. He'll, he'll be finding a new you know, place to go hang his hat. You have how many designers, even up-and-coming designers? You probably have thousands to pick from right here in the United States. Why would you pick a guy that's a known, I mean, like out-of-the-closet screaming Satanist, hates the world to be one of your designers? For clothes for kids. He's uh, speaking out, by the way. Made a statement about this, about oh, the pushback, which okay. apparently, according to that lady, is not real. It's not a real thing. Okay. Pride's British satanic designer, Eric Carnell, blames America's gun violence. Uh, what? For, for Target being forced to pull his trans clothing range after the backlash. Okay. Another NBC... That, <laughs> listen to this quote. They're just trying to say that this none of this is real. NBC senior reporter Ben Collins. There's a quote. Certain items have been the target of misinformation. 
like LBGTQ brands said to feature satanic themes and tuck-friendly swimsuits. Yeah, but both of those, I don't know about satanic themes shown on them, but a satanic designer and tuck-friendly swimsuits are a thing. We, we, I mean, we've seen them. I watched some guy yesterday, after you explained it to me, try on one of these bathing suits in, in on YouTube, and he has like, you know, millions of followers. Okay. And he was wandering around the store with it. I'm like, okay. And he was making fun of it. He was like, you know, how does anybody wear this? But- your proof is proof in the pudding. You went to your local Target yesterday. One of them. Two local we can go to. On the way home, there's the one, and I'll tell you exactly which one it was yesterday, because I've been to both of them a lot. The east one in Boynton off Congress, because I was heading on my way home. Okay. Wasn't there on a mission, gents. Want to buy some vitamins. Sure you were. That's all I wanted. <laughs> You're spying, we know. But I walked in, and it was a start. It was notable, noticeable absence of retail space right in front, where that a week before, the last time I was there... The day before, I'm sure, that whole pride display was there. Wow. I mean, it was gone, gone, noticeably stark absence gone. So they move it like to like another location? Then I looked. Uh-huh. Now I'm looking to see if it's in the back of the store, is it near gardening? No, didn't see that. Then I'm peeking around to see any of those items that were featured there before, where are they? Gone, like it didn't exist. Wow. That was... That was the God's honest truth that they pulled that off the off the floor. Well, when you start losing money and it's drop your S and P five hundred drops over one percent, and you say, "Oh, it's just one percent." Oh, well, one percent uh, sure. billions of dollars. It's not like oh, but when you drop that much, eleven percent in just a week, that's, you got you got problems. That's dramatic. Well, you're 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 bordering that Bud Light. Sy- I think it's going to be called Bud Light syndrome, oh, and that's man. exactly what Target was trying to avoid. Did they avoid it? Now that everything's gone, because if that's the case in all the targets across the country, I, we don't know because we've only gone to one or Bill's only gone to one. Um, I get a feeling the rest are going to follow. I, they I, can't take that. That You can't take that kind of financial hit. It's not even Pride Month, by the way. We haven't even officially hit June yet. So do they bring this stuff back? Do they dare do that? I don't know. Well, maybe but they do. All I'm trying to say is it's real. They try to deny it, but that's a that's a real yeah, effect. Yeah, it's, it's real. We saw too many videos, too many pictures. I watched mothers trying to, you know, looking at little girls' bathing suits and finding one of those bathing suits in there. Yeah. I'm like, why the hell are they in there? Why, why, why does a six-year-old have to know what that's about? Wow. Come on. Well, we didn't get to it, but I'm going to tell you, on uh, National Wine Day, what your wine says about your personality. Well, what if you drink multiple? I think that <laughs> says it all right there. <laughs> And then doesn't that go without saying <laughs> that and some headlines coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Tina Turner is amazing energy. Gorgeous. She's dignified. Tina Turner is love. She's jolly. All at the same time. I've actually performed Proud Mary for like 30 years and recorded it, of course, made it my own, my own version. This is the way we do. Life, legend, icon, legendary. Man, what a loss. But I tell you what, she did so much stuff, she'll really be with us forever. Really was. And you know, you're looking at all the tributes coming in, and they're just talking to Cher about her. And she was like, we were, I guess they were very good friends. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, yeah, she said, uh, we, we lifted each other up when we had to. Pretty good. That's kind of good. But, it would have been a bummer to find out she and Cher wouldn't be friends. Yeah, true. But you just think of what the woman did. And you have to go back to the whole the Ike Turner thing because he was an extremely abusive man. He fi- She finally had enough and, and found the courage to get up and leave, which in that era, women didn't do. 
they they just stayed and unfortunately were beaten either into submission and 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 or death, and then they were stuck. She finally just left, took nothing with her, nothing. other than the coat on her back, and and left and had to start all over. And it took her years. It took her a good eight years of just playing nightclubs and bars and yeah, you know, like up and coming bands that you see after she'd already had an extremely successful career. So really, she started from nothing twice because she was uh-huh. dirt poor growing up, right? Before making it with Ike and Tina, and then not only did she, was she penniless, like you said, when she left Ike, no one wanted. They thought she was the problem, right? No one wanted. So it was to do so novel her. for a woman to leave an entertainer. You figure that, that you're like poison. Yeah. So she What's had to prove to the world that she's a great entertainer. Well, what a story. And then she made it, you know. And to this day, they said that concert that she did in Rio, and I'm trying to remember what year it was. It was the year when, you know, what's love got to do with it. If you watch that um, that biopic they did on her uh, or the, the documentary, I think it was just called Tina, right, on yeah. HBO, hopefully, or Netflix, one of the two. It, it'll show, I can only hope they re-release it, or if you watch What's Love Got to Do With It. When she went to do her Rio tour, I think it was 1988, it was her first big concert after the album came out. She didn't think anybody would show up. It was, till this day, the largest concert audience for any single performer. 180,000 people showed up. One person, 180,000 people. Whew. That's incredible. Unbelievable. So she retired in uh, 2008. She married her husband. His name was Bach. He was a citizen of Switzerland. That's why she said goodbye to America and moved there. And they said yesterday she passed away peacefully after a long illness. That documentary you mentioned, Tina, she produced it. So it was really like her goodbye. Yeah, it was really good. It was really, it, really well done. It was, stuff it, you didn't even know. Yeah, I, I didn't know half of that stuff about her. What I also didn't know is that David Coverdale from Whitesnake he said uh, he wrote. He originally wrote the song "Is This Love," which ended up being one of their biggest hits. As a matter of fact, he wrote it for Tina Turner. But when he played it for the label, they were like, "No, you're not. Get, you're not giving it to her. You guys keep it." And they ended up keeping it. It makes so much sense, though. I could see her doing yeah. it. I could hear it. It's so true. But uh, it ended up being one of their biggest hits. So they're probably happy they didn't give it to her. Wow. But good for her. She will always be remembered. Unreal. The David Coverdale story reminded me of that. So many rock artists say that that was her inspiration. Way more than like pop people or R&B. Way more. Way more influential on the rock side of things. You know what? I also think that she influenced many of the women. You know, not oh, only the so. shares of the world, but, oh, yeah. you know, it was Christy McVie, in, you know, inspired by her or, you know, a Pat Benatar, you know, later on. Totally. I mean, anybody like that. So it's it's interesting to see. And and then you watch her life and you think, God, I thought I had it bad. And then you look at hers and you think if she could make it, she's the inspiration. I, I can make it. So, you know, she will be missed. But uh, she leaves us with great music. Unbelievable. Well, we got a uh, long holiday weekend. Let's not forget it's Memorial Day. We honor those that, that uh, made the ultimate sacrifice. But it's enjoyable, too. That's why they sacrifice for us. And TSA says it's ready. For Ten, what? Ten million travelers they're going to screen Friday through Monday. But they want you to be ready, too. Of course, you know. Yeah, so in other words, when we cancel your flights and, and we can't get you through the checkpoint... <laughs> Because the guy in front of you had a bow and arrow in his luggage. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, don't, and, and you know what always bothers me? You get to those checkpoints. People have stupid stuff in their luggage. Stop bringing stupid stuff to the airport. Yeah, no, it's kind of. <laughs> Come on, huh? They always do that report at the end of the year, the stuff they collected. Yeah, it's like, stop. Oh, Didn't I somebody forgot. have a, 
a live chicken last year oh, or something? Yeah, <laughs> one of the, one of the items was. Usually, they try to pass those off as emotional pets. My emotional sure. pet. Remember the what was it? An ostrich? The emu? Was it that? Or what it was that they tried to bring on the plane? And that was like, okay, TSA is like, we're done with these emotional animals. Yeah. So now you you get to bring a dog if you're lucky. I don't know. I'm not. You guys aren't going anywhere, right? Nope. Everybody staying home. Staying home. Okay, that's good. My gates will be closed. The fence is on, so don't bother stopping oh, no. by. Maybe that's why, for the long weekend starting early, why they've decided to call this National Wine Day. <laughs> the drink, not the activity. Oh, okay. I. Uh, it, why is it in the middle of the week is what I want to know. I don't know. Just so you can start drinking early? So today you start drinking your bottles of wine? Uh, I guess so. Red wine's the favorite type in, the, in this country anyway. It's different worldwide, followed by white and then rosé. Most popular reds are... What's the most popular red Merlot? wine? What is it? Merlot. I am not drinking any Merlot. Merlot number one. Well, it's everybody know. Yeah, was, by the way, that was from that. Did you ever see that movie Sideways? Yes. God, was that good? They were insane, <laughs> insane wine fans, and they went on a, a Napa trip. Yeah, it was. The, the, and somebody the, broke out the Merlot, which I guess is I didn't even know was considered like the lesser of the of the wines. And no. Paul and Giamatti's character just went bananas when he brought out Merlot. <laughs> I don't drink Merlot. I drink white wine. Yeah, I think you know, I think, you know what? I think what happened what, what red wine is. No one drank it. You know, we used to drink Chianti all the time in my house. It was it was always a big deal. But um, with a liver, yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and fava beans on the side. But jeez, uh, that was a horrible movie. Um, great movie, horrible scene. Uh, so it, I think red wine became popular when they said it was better for your heart. So it, it justified you drinking. Okay, I can drink wine, and it's good for me. That's when all the soccer moms would show up at the games with, like, a full cask of wine. Yeah. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be trashed by the you know, second inning there. Well, for the day, Barefoot Wine did a national survey. Okay. What does your wine say about you? At parties, those who enjoy sparkling wine and Ooh. red wine say they are likely to be the quiet observers. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're hammered. <laughs> How about the Chardonnay people? Do they have those? I don't know. It's down there somewhere. Okay. Rosé drinkers are the party planners. They are? And joys of white wine say they could be found taking pictures of being the life of the party. Boy, this sounds like really, really... It's a crock. (laughs) Those who like white wine also said they're indoor people. Red wine drinkers enjoy the outdoors. Hardy, you know. Yeah, sure. All right. So so far, I don't fit any of this. Red wine drinkers are also early birds. This is like what they think of themselves, by the way. So Okay. All right. That's why it's all off. Rosé and white wines are night owls. Is that true? No, I'm not a night owl. I go to bed at 8.30. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell me about those Sunday nights. Uh-huh. Shush. <laughs> uh, sparkling and wine drinkers have a knack for living on the edge. And more inclined to get a tattoo. Really? That's what they say. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. No, not me. Do you fit into any of that? You drink red wine. Is that you? Very rarely, though. Yeah, you're what? What do you drink? Just a just beer. All right, what you got? I don't know. What did I tell you I was got <laughs> over here? <laughs> I have a house for you guys. It was originally bought and then redone. It was bought in 2008. These people outbid Lance Bass for the house. You remember what house it was? No. The Psycho Bulls, House. The Brady Bunch House. Oh, again? Really? 
HGTV. How many times has this thing been flipped? Okay, oh, now no. HGTV bought it and they they renovated it to the tune of two million dollars to make it look exactly like it was in the TV series. Do you want to live in that house that looked like the one in the TV series? It was so dated. I <laughs> wouldn't want to live there. I love that style, though. Do you really? I loved it. They paid uh, six kids, two bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, one horrible, bath. horrible design. <laughs> I mean, the HGTV paid three and a half million for it. Then they dumped another two million into it. So they're only they're only selling it for what they've bought it for five and a half million dollars. It is kind of funny though when you think about it. Six, like, like you said, six kids, two bedrooms. I mean, for the kids. Mike Brady was an architect. They were like living in destitute, <laughs> like a like situation. They couldn't afford a bigger house. It got oh no! It got so bad that they had to put Greg. Remember, they put him in the attic with the beads. That's right. Yes. <laughs> they had to move him out because he was like dating. And this is the same family that had a housekeeper live with them. Right. What was her name? Alice. 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 Right. Alice had her own room. She Alice did. had her own room, and then the, the guy, the I think the meat guy too. There, Sam. The Sam. Sam the, butcher. The, the butcher there. Oh. The, he and Alice were. You know, they Sam were... was always sneaking in. <laughs> oh boy! At the back door entrance. Yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. I think so. That's why Alice had her own room? It, it works out well. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, but it's true. So if you wanted, it's five and a half million. You have to tell us too. I know we're out of time right now, but what was this thing you you, you teased me during a break like like 13 hours ago? Talking about something in sports in 1935 on this day? Oh, I meant to ask. That's right. Well, Bill wasn't in the room when I asked her the question. Okay. Something happened on this day, in, and i got to go find it now. Thank you so very much. On 1935, a historical baseball moment. 1935 on May 25th. I've been racking my brain on this since you teased me like seven hours ago. I didn't ago. know. I didn't know what it was, and, but I thought Bill would know for sure. It's kind and of then, early in the season. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want us to guess now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll. I, I'm gonna say the Red Sox signed Ted Williams. Mm, Bill. Well, just what year was this again? 1935, May 25th. Hmm. Lou Gehrig. Oh. Uh, played his uh first game. Getting close. Is it Lou Gehrig? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth hit his 714th home run. Really? Wow. On this day in 1935. How about that? And somewhere in heaven. Barry Bond said, I'm going to be born and put that to shame with steroids. <laughs> You'll does see. that count? Huh? Is that count or is there like yeah, an sure asterisk next to his name? Yeah, it should be a separate category, but yeah. no, it counts. That's a, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a big deal, isn't it? 714 home runs in that era without any help. And he was, was he the one that drank a lot? But performance dehancing drugs. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> he was always drunk, wasn't he? Was he was fat and hungover all the yeah. time. He used to sweat beer. Oh, yeah. Is DC Universe as big as Marvel? Um, depends on who you ask. Movie-wise, no. But in comic books, yes. Okay, this is movie-wise. And did you see what the new director did of this Flash movie? Uh-oh. Apparently, he let out some big, huge secret in really? an interview, and no one was supposed to know it was coming. Really? Is this the one with all the Batmans? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the kid, which is who's facing charges now, how is he still in the movie? Ezra Miller. Yeah, he's he's a nut job. I that know. kid. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get to that for entertainment stuff, some headlines too. And it's coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. That's my idol. I had to come out here quickly. He has taught me that you can rise above anything. It goes without saying that we would honor the great Tina Turner on the Morning Show blog, 850WFTL.com. You can find it on the app pretty much everywhere there. We're, uh, we've got some highlights on there. Her stuff is going to be with us forever, that's for sure. Well, that's you know that's the nice thing about music. You know, It's always there. And eventually, I think they could probably do a CGI thing of her, and you know she could still do concerts. Ooh. Yeah, that's coming, isn't it? 
It's going to be weird. Coming. Remember, they we talked about this probably what maybe ten years ago. Do yeah. the Buddy Holly, you know, and Big Bopper and all those guys breaking them all back and doing you know holograms of them. Somehow talk- that made sense to me though because very few people actually ever saw them live. This though, that's too that's too soon. Wow. Uh. It's yeah, but you know you you can see it happening. Look at they finished that Jamie Foxx film without him. That's even scarier because that just took place. It's bad news for actors. Yeah, they used his double. They CGI'd things, you know, his face on the guy's body. There's a guy, there's a character that was very necessary in the latest three Star Wars movies that they needed. He's been dead since like the 80s and he was in all three movies. Really? Like, no problem. <laughs> so <laughs> who gets, is that? Do they, do they pay his family? Uh, I mean, somebody's got to... See, that's like, another it, edge because it's his image and likeness, so maybe, so I don't if, know. If you're dead, and, and and I mean, who do you pay? What if you don't have to pay anybody? I don't know how that works out. I don't know. You know, because you know, who, who owns you? You right. can't say unless I... I, I that's a, that's a, that's a, loyal, a lawyer thing. That's a good lawyer thing. If I die and you use my voice again... You pay my kids, yeah. you know, or my likeness, or whatever the case may be, well, right? So isn't that a piece of what the writer strike is about now, too? Because their stuff all of a sudden is winding up on every streaming service, just duplicated. That was a new thing, and also they're threatened by AI-generated scripts. I can't blame them. Oh, well, boy. it should be interesting. Isn't their party tomorrow? Their big party in LA. Yeah. Remember, they said they were going to host a party tomorrow, like a lunch party. I think the writers. So, yeah. I think it's tomorrow. So should be interesting to see how many people. I bet you a ton of actors show up for that. I think they better. Yeah. Well, without them, they wouldn't have anything to act with, right? They work with them. So it's interesting to see. Uh, speaking of Hollywood, Diener, this is right up your alley. Bill, you and I know this show because of our kids. Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. Are they in trouble? Is we that show in trouble? just got a letter. Is it still on? <laughs> still on. Oh, wow. They're on like the third uh, Steve, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Well, That's right. not tomorrow at 1130, the case of the missing thinking chair on Nickelodeon. Josh and Blue, as they embark on a puzzling quest to find the missing thinking chair, who comes go? back? Oh. Steve. Oh, the, the original one. OG Steve? Wow. OG. Steve Burns is coming back. Josh Dela Cruz and Donovan Patton all together. Oh, all oh. of them. Cool. All of them. Is that the new kid, Donovan Patton? Yeah, he's the new one. Yeah, he plays, uh, what did you say, Josh? Right? Steve, whatever, Josh. With the, the new Steve. <laughs> yeah, the new Steve, Steve is a Josh. That's right. It's Steve very, Burns is, is coming back. He was, the, he was the one when my kids watched. Yeah. He was really good. I used to watch him and think, and my kids love that show. I'd sit there, this kid's talking to nobody. Look at him. I mean, he's really good. He was really good at it. And that Steve kid left, and he, went, he joined like a punk band or something. Yeah, oh, he, did he really? Yeah. He did. And then he went, ended up going to uh, some type of like Ivy League university and doing all this stuff. But now he's come back to his roots. He should have always worn the blue, the Steve sweater he I always agree. had. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see him, though. They had him on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade a year or two ago. Oh, that's it was, great. It was great to see him on the Blue's Clues float. It's like, oh. Well, you know what? Then uh, he had a song, by the way, with this band called A Song for Dust Mites. Oh. So, all right. And he has an album. See? Good for him. So, right? You were, you were right. He, uh, yeah. I love when people acknowledge <laughs> what they're known for, despite how goofy it is. Right. Just just own it. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Well, you know what? I wonder. He, that iconic straight blue sweater. Was it blue or purple? What that I don't know. Wore? It was green. No, it was blue, wasn't it? No. This is a memory challenge. It is. Is this? It's like a Mandela effect. <laughs> no, it was blue. <laughs> Are you sure he about wore that? A bl- it, was a, it was a blue sweater. Hold it was on. blue stripe. Because blue is blue. Blue's clues. You wore a blue shirt. You wore a oh, blue sweater. Blue, blue's clues because that was, Hello? that was the dog. 
Oh my <laughs> God, his, his sweater was blue, Diener. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure about that. Green. Ha! Google you, Images. Green. You want to come look See? at the five pictures I'm looking at right now? Well, that's the new guy. Are you looking at original Steve? Looks like the original Steve to me. Steve Burns figured it out Blue's Clues. That's the original Steve. This is a great visual. See, see everybody. This is look. good for radio. Yeah. Let me see this. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, We're moving green. along. That the, is two shades Steve. of green. It is. That's right. Dark stripe and, and lighter stripe. The Steve Burns I'm looking at right now is wearing a blue sweater. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> also, mercy. in entertainment news, this wow. Flash movie is coming out. Flash. Yeah. And uh, you like, told me. I, I did. Oh, oh, this flash. Oh, that flash. I thought you meant flash. The dancing flash. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're still stuck on Steve. You got me all discombobulated <laughs> with the blue and the green sweater. DC Universe. Okay. Yeah, this creepy guy Flash. I don't know how this guy's still in a movie and he's not in prison. Oh, somewhere. I know the actor, right? Yeah, because he's really he's really creepy. But the director is a guy by the name of Andy Muschietti. All right. Okay. Don't know who he is. But apparently in an interview yesterday, in all of these Flash movies that are coming out, there's more than one, and I don't know, is the same guy going to be Flash? Mm. They are bringing in different Supermans. Right. Okay. He announced yesterday, he goes, well, wait till everyone sees Nick Cage as Superman, and everybody in the audience just went, huh? No way that they're going to do that. Nick Cage is the next Superman. Stop. And that, that's what he said. In one of these, like, offshoots... Alternate universe things oh. that they're he doing? was supposed to. Nicholas Cage was supposed to be Superman in Superman Lives with Tim Burton right. back in 1998, and they yeah. scrapped the film. So they have all this footage of Nick Cage as Superman. So yesterday, this guy goes and says, "Well, yeah, we're finally going to let Nick Cage be Superman." Like there was no big deal in the middle of this interview, and everybody they said everybody just went, "Huh?" That'd be pretty so amazing. It, but that it was apparently what the big secret is that he from an out. old image. I hope mm. they pay him. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> He was like heartbroken over that. He he always wanted to be Superman. He was so excited. He's when got does a dream. This, it finally happened. I like that. When does this Flash movie come out? A couple weeks. Yeah, soon. Is anybody gonna watch it? It should be. It should do pretty well because Michael Keaton is into playing Batman again. That's right. The classics. Three oh. three Batman. Right? Yeah, and Ben Affleck is in there. Yeah. So is Nicolas Cage like gonna show up as Superman? It remains to be seen. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. We got rapid fire coming up. Last time today. Minutes away. We'll let you need to. We'll let you need to know what you need to know if that makes any sense. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. What is going on? Well, a lot's going on. We'll tell you about it. Jen's going to kick it off. Remember, uh, I think it was last week we had the story about the inmates in Ohio. They went and checked their bed and they were gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they found out that they'd been gone for like 18 hours and they just kind of like walked out of the recreation yard and no one bothered to stop them. One was 50-year-old Bradley Gillespie. Uh-oh. The other, 47-year-old James Lee. What happened to them? <laughs> well, one of them's still loose and the other one just got caught. Really? 50-year-old Bradley Gillespie captured in Kentucky, back in custody. These guys, not not very nice. These guys are like mass murder. Well, this guy was like a mass murderer. Jeez. Oh, he killed like six people. And they just left. And they just walked out of the yard. How does that happen? I don't know. We've had a couple of those this summer, early summer so far as we head into it. That one in Philly, remember they cut a hole in the fence? Yeah, and this one, these guys, they, you know, they both walked out. And then, like we said, they had an 18-hour, you know, lead time because they didn't check on them. They How found them that? like the next day that <laughs> the bed was empty. I'm like... Okay, the other 47-year-old guy, James Lee, he's still on the run. But they upped the reward to 21,000 bucks to catch him. Again, a mass murderer, but it's only he's only worth 21 grand. They always catch you, but 
I'm amazed that anybody can get out of a facility these days. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, they're probably investigating. I would assume somebody helped them. Huh. So. Hey, imagine, too, getting out. You're like, yeah, I finally did it. And then you end up getting caught again. That's got to be the worst. Going, t- taking that van ride back in. Right. That's <laughs> And rough. then, you know, they're going to treat you really badly oh, yeah. when they I get mean, you they back I mean, they deserve it. You're a mass murderer, then sure, but man. That's not good. Unbelievable. Anyway. Well, it's been called all kinds of things. A disaster, a meltdown, awkward, embarrassing. What? But it sure didn't hurt Ron DeSantis at all. I the, thought it was The huge. Twitter Spaces announcement, first in history, by the way, to do one on social media, that they're announced, that uh, an announced run for president. Had over 770,000 people online during spaces to listen to it. And that was only because they probably couldn't take anymore. Had had some technical glitches at first, and that's why all the mainstream outlets were calling it uh, a, a disaster. But while he was speaking, and it's been a lot more even since then, but during the Twitter spaces, his campaign raised a million bucks. Whoa, that's sweet. Wow. On top of the $200 million he's already got in his little coffers. Say this, he's got a lot of money. I mean, what, that lasted an hour? Just about 45 Around minutes, there, right? Yeah. So in that amount of time, they made him, would you say $2 million or $1 million? $1, million $1 million during the talk and then afterwards, who, who even knows? That's incredible. Wow. Well, I, I came across a poll earlier, and make it what you will with all these different polls, mm-hmm. but there's one poll that came out this morning that said uh, Trump would lose, according to independent voters, they polled independent voters, independent voters have Trump losing to Biden by two points and DeSantis winning by two points. Is that right? Really? That's according to the one that I saw. It's not that surprising because there's still a lot of independents that are kind of like, still not sure. Right. They're independent by nature and they're just kind of like, oh, you know, we'll see what happens. There are independents who agree with Trump's stance on a lot of things and the way he wants to lead the country, but they don't want him to do it. So DeSantis is the perfect guy to do it because he's going to do all of Trump's policies, but he's not Trump. I've heard this position twice, just like you said. Yeah. It's Trump's policies without him. That's what it is. That's DeSantis. The other side of that, though, that I've heard is, I've got the original. Why do I want the cover band? That's the argument. Sure. (laughs) But you could also look at it as Trump's older. DeSantis is the younger version. He's going to be around a lot longer. That tells me he's perfect for 28. Exactly. I I agree with you, but we shall see. I think what the DeSantis camp is banking on, that Trump gets in trouble and can't run. That could be. I mean, we got one indictment, there's other ones possibly lurking out there. Who knows? Yeah, there's been a lot of rumblings, and there's nothing official about this yet. Nothing official, but some people are saying an indictment is coming about the uh, document steal. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Hey, I need a couple of bucks from you guys. I I got Mike Kimmel. I I texted him. We have our Florida Python Challenge group put together. You skipped me. Oh, I did? Yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sitting here all ready to go. I'm sorry. (laughs) I thought you were trying to I was just discussing. Oh, I thought you were As I was trying to say, guys. <laughs> and it's actually ironic because I was going to... Are you to doing s- the Python challenge? No, no, no. Oh, no you I, can. Go ahead. It was because I, I was going to say my leading was, here's something we haven't been able to mention a lot today. And then you skipped me. Was the Florida Panthers... Uh, there was a reason I skipped yeah. you. No, Make it to the Stanley Cup. It's a pretty big deal for South Florida. It's a pretty big deal. That they're so you're right. Python challenge. <laughs> just kidding. No, it's... <laughs> It is big. Second trip to the finals Yay. in team history. I mean, really, in a generation. I mean, you think about it, just me as an example, I was nine years old the last time the Panthers went to the Stanley Cup. It's 27 years ago. You were nine then? I was nine. Oh, my God. And I remember it. They got swept by the Colorado Avalanche, but I yeah, remember. Yeah, they did. That was the Ray Bork year. Yeah, man. That was a good story, too. Ray Bork. That was a horrible story. Why? He had to leave. That was one of the most depressing Boston sports stories of all time. No. He had to leave the Bruins to go somewhere where he had a shot 
to win a Stanley Cup. Well, that was the thing. Everybody felt good for him. Can you think of anything more pathetic than that? Though? I, didn't, I didn't know he left Not Boston. Not in his part, in the Bruins' part. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know he was a Bruin. I just remember... What? I didn't know. I just... <laughs> I just remember everybody talking. Can't go to Pythons. I've We're had going it. to Pythons. We're I skipping just, over you, Dina. I saying, "Oh, this guy's been playing forever. He's never won." And now you claim to be a hockey fan. <laughs> well, now I'm 36. <laughs> <laughs> Things changed. Oh, it's been that God. long. Yeah. I remember that series very well, and the only reason I know is we artificially inseminated one of my horses in between the second and third periods. All right. And the horse ended up being named Beezer after Van Beesbrook. Van Beesbrook, yeah. What kind of a so-called fan doesn't watch is instead inseminating a horse in the barn? <laughs> I said in between I'm periods. with both of you. No, I, had to move, no, 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 no. I had to move the horse to the garage because my vet was over watching the game, and he wouldn't leave for more than 20 That's seconds. hilarious. Anyway. Snake hunters, we're ready, guys. I've already got Kimmel on the line. Mike, that is the python hunter. He's the captain of our team. Today's the day. By the way, DeSantis made this announcement before he went on Twitter last night that the Python challenge is open. Oh, that's right. 30,000 bucks up. Did Trump comment? Figures he's a snake in the grass. (laughs) Or in the swamp. (laughs) He's snake in the swamp. Uh, 30,000 bucks in prizes available to anybody who removes... Well, it's uh, it's not everybody because you got to get the biggest one. You got to get the most. You got to get this. You got to get that. But you could feasibly take a share of the thirty grand. Uh, the ten day competition starts August fourth. So get your teams ready. We've got our. Uh, we haven't actually asked them yet, but we've got our potential team na- team players for the WFTL Snake Hunting Team. Yeah, you. Yes, got good. You, Diener, me, Joyce is in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we're going to recruit Ben Shapiro. I think he'll ben be good. Shapiro. He's Why? in he's in Florida now. He's on the station. And he, and he's short and he's crafty and he can get through the weeds. Nah, yeah, give me Bon Gino. Like he knows how to shoot better. <laughs> while he's here. I feel, like, he's here. I feel like Joyce and Bongino can get like the big snakes. Like Joyce can jump on top of a fifteen foot python and Bongino can take care of it. We can do that. And we can get Brian Kilmey to be a spotter. Uh <laughs> spotter meaning bait. Yeah. <laughs> go go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Either way. Those beady little eyes. Go find another one. Mm. <laughs> it was binoculars. That's a terrible thing to say. By the way, enjoy uh, Brian Kilmeade right after our show. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> we love Brian. We he's tease him. He's coming on shortly. All right. I only bring this up. Not to panic anybody. Just for warning. That's all. You're going to see a lot of hurricane talk today. Mm. Not that one is coming. It's just because NOAA, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, they're coming out with the 23 Atlantic Hurricane Season Outlook today. Aha. All right. Then so. on November 30th, they will update to That's make right. it look like they were exactly right. They always do. Always. Yeah. As long as it doesn't come our way. I don't care. That giant. That's a terrible thing. That one that you talked about the other day hit Guam. Yeah. Did lots of damage. That was scary. That Big thing. typhoon. What Super it was typhoon. 100, 140 mile an hour winds. It was like a strong Cat Four. Yeah. How that Jeez. thing escalated, man. Yeah, that's scary. So they have a uh, Noah has a press conference at 11 today. All right. That's okay. the only reason why you're going to hear about hurricanes. That's, That's all. all right. I'll be at lunch. Thanks. It is, it is next week, isn't it? Yeah. It is. June wow. 1st. Yeah. Unreal. That came out of nowhere. Well, if you do really well in the python hunting. <laughs> We're not skipping you this time. No, I'm sorry. No, I'll finish off. <laughs> if you do really well and you save up some of your pennies, yeah. maybe you can afford to buy Princess Leia's original gown that she wore during Star Wars. During oh. the actual... Movie that, that Carrie thing with Fisher the angel wore. sleeves, yes. that thing. That's going to go for a lot. That'll be a big buck. They yeah. are expecting it to sell for $2 million oh at auction. Oh, my God. Which means it's probably going to be more. This is the original, the, that white gown like yeah. she wore. The angel sleeves she wore during the movie that yeah. Carrie Fisher wore. 
It's uh, that's gonna go for a lot of money. Wow. This officially counts though as ghost clothes. Yeah, you're right. I, I can't. I know. Gotta, I got a thing with clothes. that. No ghost clothes. <laughs> <laughs> can't. I can't wear something that somebody. Well, I wouldn't wear her dress. So, but I can't wear something that somebody who's dead wore. I can't do it. What about with athletes though? Like if you if you had the opportunity. Forget about auction, right? Someone came to you and said, Bill, I know you're a huge Red Sox fan. I got this jersey that Ted Williams wore in 1940-something. I want you to have it. He's dead. Those oh, clothes. Come oh, on. come on. I don't want Ted sweat on me when he's already dead. It's a splendid splinter. <laughs> it's ghost clothes. Oh, man. Can't do ghost clothes. Okay, so how about other stuff like jewelry? Can you do like a ghost watch? Well, technically, yeah, because I have my dad's wedding ring that okay. he had with my mom. That he never took it. I've never taken it off in 25 years. So All right. There you go. So the same thing. It's not clothes. That's <laughs> still gold. He can wash off the... No. <laughs> you can't have a, a suit dry cleaned or a sweatshirt cleaned. Just just no. I mean, can't do it. They wore it while they and were you alive. you tell me I'm weird. Okay. Can't do it. This, this You're odd. Karma is left on it. I can know. So what? It's good karma. It was your dad. I or mean, Ted Williams. Or Babe Ruth or whoever. I think we need to Imagine get this. Imagine that. You get the old 1940 double-knit cotton uniform. You're like, yeah, it still smells like Ted. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Oh, my there God. All right, coming up. One last uh, dedication <laughs> oh, to Tina Turner, because I don't know when else we're going to get a chance to do that. Yeah, we could, we could always do it all day tomorrow, as far as I'm concerned. And now that we're talking about this Target thing, just yes. one more update on Anheuser-Busch, how much money they've lost, too. You're not going to believe this. I, I, You know what? I'm starting to believe myself that they're never going to recover from this. And if we have time... The story that won't go away is the alligator guy that has his arm bitten off. Oh, this guy is a, is a trip. He's the most chill dude on the planet. He's going to have his own TV series next, you know. Bro, you you should. watch. You watch. You should. All right, then more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. When adulting gets to be too much, Bill Adams has the solution. Listen to the Cool Dad Rules wherever you get your podcasts. And listen here on Fridays at 645 p.m. Legend, icon, whatever name you want to throw her direction. What, what a queen. The queen of rock and roll. And she wanted to be called that, she said. Yeah, she, uh, she did incredible things. And I, I think it all starts with, you know, in the time and era of when it happened when she left Ike Turner. And then we all found out that she was physically abused, emotionally abused, mentally abused for how long. Uh, how the woman survived the beatings the guy gave her is beyond me. But she just got up and left. And and with nothing, but a the, lot of guts. Yeah, but the coat on her back, and walked, you know, up, took a cab away, and checked into some like Holiday Inn somewhere. And the guy behind the desk, for, fortunately, recognized who she was and helped her. And then it was, you know, eight years of struggling to get back after that, and rebuilt herself. Uh, it, we'll it, never find out how many. You could never actually quantify this and, and find a number. But how many women were inspired by that to actually get out of their horrible lives? You can, only, can you imagine? Yeah, I would assume thousands. Or, you know, just yeah. think across the world, it wouldn't even only be here in the United States, but more importantly here. But still, yeah, if you, you know, you gave somebody the courage to get up and leave an abusive situation, it would be wonderful. So good for her. And then, you know, she she did her big comeback. It was she struggled to get there, but she ended up getting there. 
And she ended up with uh, the Private Dancer album, 1984, which changed everything. God, was that thing huge. It was. I think, I, well, isn't that what she won? All the Grammys were from that, that album? At least a few of them, yeah. Better to be good to me and Private Dancer on there. But what's love got to do with it? The song that she didn't want to do. She had to be convinced because <laughs> she read it. And then when they sang it and, and then they got, okay, slow it down. Let's do this. They changed the whole complexion of the song after she finally got coerced into doing it. And then it ended up being her biggest hit probably. It would be like if Sinatra ever said, my way, nah, I don't want to do that yeah, one. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where at some point, sometime a record producer has to come in and say, well, listen, why don't you just record it and we'll see how things go? Because <laughs> you can't not do that. But isn't it funny, though? It always seems that it's the one song that they never wanted to do ends up being their biggest hit. Uh, then she went on and did uh, a tour after that, and they kicked it off. I guess the comeback tour in the 80s was in 1988. She did a show in Rio de Janeiro, and I remember in that movie and that, that, that documentary that they did about her called Tina, which I do believe was on HBO, maybe Netflix, whatever. Uh, her her manager had to convince her to go back on the road. Wow. Because she was like, right. no one's going to show up. You know, I haven't done this in forever. And he's like, but you got a big hit. You know, you, you, your song's number one in Europe. Your song's number one in the United States. Your song's number one in Brazil. She ends up going to Rio de Janeiro. 180,000 people show up for the concert. Unreal. One performer. Till this day, the, 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 it's the biggest ever. It's kind of like two separate careers that you had to start from scratch on both of them. So true. Yeah, so true. Amazing. And then uh, she gave up her career, I think it was, when it was in late 90s, and yeah. moved to Switzerland with her husband. And that's where she's been. Check out her little uh, memoriam, memorial. I'm trying to honor Tina on her morning show blog, 850WFTL.com. In the meantime, just an update, uh, because I'm just shocked because they updated it this morning. The amount of market share and actual losses for the Bud Light thing for Anheuser-Busch. Uh-huh. You know what they're at now? I'm afraid to ask. $15.7 billion. Oh, jeez. That's a big hit. And no sign of, like, recovery. Yeah. I. You know what? It's funny because if you use that system, what, what do you call it? The buyback system, you know? Yeah, uh, rebate. Rebate, thank you. The rebate system. You, They're actually paying you to drink Bud Light. Okay. Because they give you a $15 rebate if you give them the receipt from the, the Bud Light that you buy. I would think maybe a lot of kids are going to do that just to get the extra money. I don't know if they're going to drink the beer. But it's it's not, if that doesn't work for them, we're paying you more than what it costs you to pay for a six-pack to drink our beer. They're in trouble. And uh, the story that goes on, we'll probably hear from them again tomorrow. The guy that lost <laughs> his arm behind the bar in Port Charlotte. Yeah. He's talking now. This guy's incredible. He really is. Most chill dude of all time. Listen to this. I didn't lose my life. Lost an arm. It's not the end of the world. They got my elbow. So like, I don't have an elbow, but I can still move my arm around and whatnot. I just saw a little lake trying to go over there and just, you know, take a little pee or whatnot. Something happened where I either tripped or like something, the ground below me kind of just went down and I ended up in the water. And that's literally the last thing I remember. Okay. I'm wow. at the point now where I'm going to take a life lesson from this guy. You talk about overcoming something horrific and yes. has a great attitude about it. And he's only 23 years old. Oh my God. Jordan he's Rivera. like, yeah, you know, I lost my arm. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no big deal. Don't worry about a thing. We'll be fine. I'm like, holy cow. Legend. I, I He really is. What did that guy call him? The mean streets? Of, what did he call it? The mean streets of Port uh, Charlotte? Southwest Florida, man. <laughs> you got to deal with this you kind be of careful. stuff. Holy cow. All right, we're going to go out and celebrate National Wine Day. We expect you to do the same. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Thanks so very much for listening.